It's bonus part 204. Uh, oh, that first rugby match was tough. But you, you held your own. You did all right. You're nervous because you, this is your first game at this new rugby club uh, uh, at, at university. You've just joined. You just started university. You, you've, rugby's always been a passion, but you've never taken it to this level. This is proper stuff. This is like a university team. This is what you've been practicing for, training for, playing for. The other guys, they're a good team, but the whole time the, in the lead up to this match, they've, they've been going, oh, the match will be hard, but wait till the after the match. Wait till the initiation. Fresher! <laughs> wait till the initiation. Fresher! <laughs> wait till the bum scrum. And uh, this is after the match now. Everyone's cheering. You won. Um, people are celebrating in the, in the, in the dressing room. And uh, and you're slapping each other on the back. Well done, mate. Well done, Podbud. Oh, you did great, man. You did great. Fr- but you're still a fresher. <laughs> and once 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 the captain says fresher, all the other teammates go, bum, scrum, bum, scrum, bum, scrum, bum, scrum, bum, scrum, bum, scrum. And they all rush out of the dressing room, back onto the pitch. They drag you by the you know, the cr- scruff of your collar. Bum scrum, bum scrum, bum scrum, and they get into a scrum formation, and they and they push you to the front of the scrum formation. They all scrum, scrum, scrum like that, and they 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 push you to the front, and they they go bum scrum, fresher, bum scrum, and you're like, I don't know what this means. I don't know what you want, and they go ah, get to the back, and they throw you around to the back, and you watch from behind the scrum. The captain goes into the front of the scrum, and they go bum scrum, bum scrum. Bum, scrum, and you see the, the couple of the players near the front of the scrum. They're handling something. It's like a ball, but they didn't bring a ball onto the pitch. They're passing. Something's being passed between between players in the scrum. Bum, scrum, bum, scrum, and then it's onto the ground, and they're they're kicking it. They're doing that back kick, but there's no ball there. And you see eventually that a, a little a little sort of ball, a brown ball, is emerging from the scrum, and and the last person. Kicks it out behind the scrum, and it's a log. It's a, it's a blasted poo. <laughs> they've they've sort of passed it down through the scrum like it's a rugby ball. This is what bum scrum means. The person has to go to the front and do a poo into the hands of the players behind, and they scrum it backwards. What? And they go bum scrum. Pick it up, pick up the ball, and then you. So you go, you pick up the poo with your hands. Ah, oh, it's so solid. It's like it's in the sh- they they in the movements of passing it between each other and rolling it on the ground with their feet. They've shaped it into the rugby ball shape. You go, oh my god, get it to the front. They say, get it to the front, pass it back, and you run to the front and you bend over and you pass it, the this this poo ball back through your legs and they go, no. The scrum goes, no, new ball. <laughs> new ball fresher fresh ball from the fresher they go and they chant again bum scrum bum scrum bum scrum and you go oh no i'm gonna have to boom out a new ball oh, i feel like i'm in a human centipede or something bum scrum bum and you try and you go oh well 
I've, 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 I'm in for a penny and for a pound. I want to play rugby at the highest level. I'm at university. I better do as I'm told. I better give these guys a bomb scrum. And you go, uh, uh, and you do the biggest poo you've ever done. Thunk right into the hands of the, the, uh, uh, he's not the hooker, is he? Whoever the front person is in the scrum. And he grabs it. And and then there's a rummage, bum, scrum, bum, scrum, bum, and it's passed between all the best, and eventually, like before, it's kicked out the back, bum, scrum, they go, and everyone, they, they, they untangle from the scrum, and they very calmly stand up, and they turn around, and they look at the new fresh poo rugby ball they've passed on, that you created, and it's beautiful, it's perfect, it's even got, like, a shape of stitching in it. Wow, that's a lot of detail. How do these guys do this? And they look at you and they go, good ball, fresher. Good ball. Uh, welcome to Bonus <laughs> It's got uh, Umbra written on it. <laughs> you, there was a nice mixture there of like a scrum, but also kind of a, an American football thing with the... I guess, I guess the, fl- the scrum half puts the ball in. From, right, the, but, from the side. Yeah, then and then they have and then someone's waiting behind the scrum to pick up the ball, right? Isn't it? Uh, the scrum half moves back. Yeah, and to do that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Same guy. Or or the number eight could pick it. But yeah. Right. Well, this the, is the hook is the front middle guy. Oh, so I was right. But there. he's he's in there just legs only. Yeah. So the number eight picks up the number two in this case. Scoop <laughs> scoop. Um, were you obliged to play rugby at school? Uh, when I went to sort of boarding school in Brunei is when I first started playing rugby because yeah. there's a lot of Australians, there, a lot of Kiwis, a lot of Brits. Yeah. And so rugby was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but still not loads. And then it was, it was much more of a thing when I moved to England. Well, you were in Bath, Bath, which is a yeah. real hotspot for it. Big rugby town. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd always thought I could be a rugby player because I was so much bigger than everyone. Yeah. And then... I was confronted with people who were also big and also really into it and also aggressive enough and also who wanted to play it. And I thought, <laughs> and, I realized, oh no, actually, I can't. And knew all these tricks. Yeah. Oh, or just, I was just like, I was just willing to run into you or to, or to be run into. Yeah. I was never, I was willing to run into people if I was the one carrying the ball. But I was never very good at tackling. I was also just like, I was just slow. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was more, slow. I was more like when they bring up that cave troll. Oh, like in um, Lord of the Rings or something, he's got a lot yeah. of chains on him. Yeah, I was more like the sort of thing you'd bring up to to get through a door. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the there isn't ram. just a stationary door to hammer on in rugby; it's all moving. I was just, I, I've just, I've never been. You know, I was about to say I've never, I've always been afraid of pain. I'm not actually because, like, with the wrestling. I actually got a thrill out of being knocked about. It's yeah. great. I love being like knocked about in wrestling. But being knocked about in the rugby, I really didn't like. And then I remember there was a guy at my school in Bath who, in the scrum, so his head's way down there and scrumming with um, the other team. I think he was at the front. And he, someone on the other side just just kneed him in the face. The yeah. knee just came up and it broke the bone of his eye socket. Yeah. I and I a, thought, fuck that. I got no. a terrible concussion when I was 12 or 13 from <sighs> a knee to the head. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it's just incredible what they allow kids to do. Insane. When you get hit as well, 
it doesn't feel like sort of being oh falling. You, you just you like slam into this mud, and you have to like getting up is like you're getting up out of like the gloopiest couch in the world. It's like uh, it's so slow, and then the second you're up, then it's like well, quick sprint to the next impact. <laughs> also, yeah, and it's a run to the next. There's something problem. so warlike about it. It feels like you're at Battle of Hastings or something because you get covered in grass and mud and <laughs> and blood. It's yeah. so pro- it's like it's so primeval. It feels it's so lawless and yeah. especially in a schooled context where outside of that, you know, if you hit someone, you'd you'd be in detention. But if, you get kneed in the face, and it's just get up, go, keep going. If you did any of that shit, yeah. I liked your human centipede reference. I imagine how good they'd be in the lineout. The human centipede? Yeah, if they stood up tall. <laughs> like a totem pole. <laughs> oh, no fair. That team's got a centipede. Oh, I went to, I, did I mention I went to see Scotland versus England at Twickenham? You did to me, but I don't think... With, you... um, with, Love, Island, with Love Island's Ian Sterling. Ian Sterling likes rugby. <laughs> and, and Scotland won, so it's nice to see him happy. He must have uh, lost his mind. Yeah, he was thrilled. With a with a uh, a 40 or 50 meter try by the classic Gaelically named Duhan van der Merwe. <laughs> from the van der Merwe clan the of... Uh, Celtic van der Merwe clan, yeah. Yeah, yeah very proud clan. <laughs> the, the tartan is um, one of the most beautiful and traditional. Yeah. It was a really good game, and incredibly in rugby, I didn't realize this, but the fan, fans are sat together, so everyone yeah. kind of mingled. Yeah, it's all fine. Yeah, it's crazy. It's all fine. There's something about it that means that people just aren't as crackers about it. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, and I, I sort of slightly resent whenever... all the, We know a lot of football people in comedy, and whenever the Six Nations is on, it's like, oh, it's that time again, all these twats who like rugby in the pubs were there. You know, boot cut jeans is always mm. the reference, which right. is not inaccurate. Yeah, but it's always like, oh, sorry, is a guy called Sebastian telling a loud story? What do you mean? Like the rugby club fans? Oh, like, oh, is that terrible? Right, right. Oh, are there not seven skinheads <laughs> doing coke off each other's erect dicks <laughs> mid hate crime, oh, throwing up shitting? Like, I'm sorry, are none of these fans sucking the eyeball out of a? Policeman biting it off. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, are, are, is the town centre not getting devastated? <laughs> is that the problem here? Yeah. Is no one chanting a slur, you know? It's incredible that football hasn't been outlawed, really. They've tried loads of times. Have they? To in outlaw his, football itself. They tried in the 1700s. Wow. They were just like, this is bad for people. Mm. Everyone gets too angry and violent and it... Stuff gets burned down and people get killed, and it's like a riot in a direction. Wow, this cannot be legal. They've tried to suppress it. Well, because every time that's very interesting, because every time I see sort of the police around football uh, match, I think, how have they? Uh, doesn't this mean that it shouldn't be happening? But of course, there's a context <laughs> here. There's a historical context. Yeah, they're, they're sort of like they are defeated. Yeah, they, this has been this way for centuries. We've tried to stop everyone watching. 22 men kick this ball and it just can't be done because too many equally big men want to do that. Mm, mm. The police are just, especially in the context of football matches, the police are just some big men. Yeah. Because they don't have guns and they don't even all have tasers. 
Yeah, and they can't keep track of anyone to just, like arrest them or it's, place charges. There's just too many other big men who want to do a thing. Yeah. Which is why everyone was like watching that footage. Do you remember when the England fans were just breaking into the stadium? The Euros final. Yeah, they London, were just yeah. flowing in. Yeah. And taking people's seats and whatever. And the police were just like kind of doing stuff, but not really. It's just like, well, yeah, because their authority at, at, at a certain point is an illusion. Well, yeah, because at a certain point, it's very much, they can't take all of us down. Yeah. This big it's like guy, a zombie movie, those guys yeah. like climbing fences. and. It's like, well, the second he chases after one skinhead to baton him, mm. 49 other skinheads <laughs> successfully yeah. break into the grounds and immediately begin pissing on in front of people's kids and swearing and looting and yeah. whatever else. Yeah. Mad shit they did. I mean, I, we're recording this now not far from the Arsenal Stadium. I don't live too far from the Emirates. And like, match days aren't like bad, but I mean, the amount of fucking litter and mm-hmm. hooting. Yeah. And madness. Can you hear it from here? Yeah. Yeah. But the stadium noises are quite cool at a distance because you can just hear like, like <laughs> a goal, like a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some very quietly enthusiastic about football. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but. <laughs> It's like when the tube is just like rammed mm. with people wearing their little scarves and mm. just not standing aside. And singing a song. My heart yeah. fucking sinks just when like a group screaming. of men start singing a song. And it's like, this so is the much. train. People are, people are commuting. Yeah. Pe- yeah. People are like, uh, people have just finished a day of work. You have left your context, sir. The, con- this is not the context has changed. This. It's fine in the pub. It's fine in the pub. It's fine in the stand. It's fine in the street, to it's an extent. It's fine in the street as long as you're close enough to the game. But not on an escalator. No. That doesn't feel Will right. You prove, what are you proving and to whom? That's why I want to ask them. Hey, excuse yeah. me. What are you proving and to whom? <laughs> Is it to this tired mother? What are you trying to prove to her? Another great uh, protest sign to have for you. What are you proving? Uh, what and are to you whom? proving and to whom? <laughs> and to whom is on the back? So people have to go around to the front to see what's the or question. I flip it around as I hold the front. What are you, what proving? Are you proving? And then one, two, three. Flip and to whom? And to whom? <laughs> people go. What are you proving? That's a good point. And to whom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah who awesome. do I, good follow-up question. Who's my intended audience? <laughs> who's my intended audience? Is it really the fans of the other team, or is it me? Is it myself? Am I proving something to me? Mm. I want to, with rugby, is it that, we're talking in the main part about the narcissism of small differences. Yeah. And there aren't really enough rugby teams that any are all close enough for there to be these great derbies, right? Yeah, I and hear most of the And most major rugby tournaments are international tournament, tournaments among the same small number of countries. Mm-hmm. And so you just don't have that same... Uh, Closeness, yeah, the, the, the it's true. Narcissism of small differences. Everyone I, is from very. Different I hear worlds. about rivalries between like Harlequins mm. and and Bath. And Bath, I think. Yeah, and that seems to be a thing, but nowhere near like fucking Liverpool, Everton. Yeah, 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 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, Derby level, like you say, where people lose their minds. Um, but like overall, the main people. All the people I know who love football are always unhappy. Yes. The football makes them always unhappy. They get spikes of great happiness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But 90% of the time, they're furious or sad. And weeping, crying. We- literally I don't think I've ever seen crying. anyone cry at the rugby. <laughs> no. I've never seen grown men break down no. over rugby. But they do over football all the time. 
It's their only outlet, maybe. Mm. But in like a, at a club level, it just feels like you're signing up to like anger club. <laughs> it's like yeah, disappointment club. Yeah, angry disappointment club. Mm. And what 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 always gets me right about the f- football discourse, because I I'm. <laughs> I'm detached from it enough that to me, every single team, every single supporter of every single team, say of their team, of supporting their team, as if it is a unique experience, oh, it's a painful life supporting blank. Yes, they all say it. And, and to the point where I'm like, okay, so which is the good team then? Because you all say about your team, it's a painful life. You're all sad. You're all sad. It sounds like you're all, every team loses. Every all every match. You you talk about <laughs> supporting this team. This isn't mathematically possible. Yeah, someone's got to be winning. Here. <laughs> but that's the thing is that when they do win, they're still not happy. That's what I've right, noticed. Right. And you go, oh, you beat I don't know Bournemouth one nil, and they go, yeah, but so and so was off his game, and yeah, you know, they had a substitute on instead of Mildred. So <laughs> even when it's men, yeah. you go to Mildred. Mildred, yeah. I, I actually I wouldn't put it past like a Brazilian player to just be called Mildred. <laughs> yeah, just go. He's he's actually got eleven names. Yeah, so Mildred fo- is a much easier. Yeah, his football name is Mildred. Yeah, yeah. Xerxes the Hulk, Mildred, <laughs> and Churchill. Just they've they've gone for the English market. One was there. There was a Brazilian player called Hulk. I think there was a Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. I think there might have been a Xerxes. There's a Fred. Fred, that's Fred, that's amazing. my favorite. I think Fred. Fred. <laughs> Imagine being yeah. electing, yeah, being called Fred when your name is like the most incredible exotic, you know. I mean, Ronaldinho is just that's just little Ronaldo, and his yeah. former name was little Ronaldo, a, a different Brazilian football player's name. Lil Lil Rooney. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, you're right. Always, but that's the thing is that because the small wins that do happen statistically, incidentally, mean nothing to them. They don't get the high. Mm-mm. it's like win the league or nothing it does seem that way and and so like one group of fans is happy because they win the league and everyone else is furious and even then they get unhappy about it oh you're having another good day supporting your football team oh yeah who do you support I support football FC oh tough life must be a tough life oh don't get me started <laughs> oh yeah I hate football. I hate football. Um, do you, what about your new striker? Oh, he's got he's got legs like like lightning, doesn't he? Oh yeah, but you know he only gets brought on at the times where I don't think he should be on, and when he's off, I think he should be on. So it's never what I want. Oh yeah, well, you beat Mildred FC last week. That's good. Oh yeah, but I mean they were a form, you know, and so it doesn't really help us because we beat them. That puts the enemy team of a different kind up the league due to the kinds of maths we signed up to. Oh yeah, terrible. Do you spend loads of money on clothes you look like these men that you hate and love at the same time? Yeah, I've got a, the the new hat that they wear. The men I love and hate. Um, what about you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I collect vintage um, clothes from the people who make me really happy and upset at the same time. Um, and when they win, I cry. When they, when they lose, I don't cry. I punch another man and I scream on the bus and I do a vomit. Um, well, Phil, you don't need to be a football guy anyway. You're a wrestler now. I'm a wrestler, professional wrestler. That's my sport. You're a literal champion. Yeah, well, it's always been my sport, and um, and now I am a literal wrestling champion. My yeah. first, my first outing as well, instant champion. <laughs> instant champion. I always knew I had it in me. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, in fact, some correspondence from our VIPs. Oh yeah. Um, Dev uh, gets in touch. 
Dev, grab a bev and tell mm. us about your life. Yeah. Lev. Dear, uh, dear Bud Boys, he says, former schlubby kid and currently slightly less schlubby adult here. Oh, well done. The hero's journey. <laughs> yes. The wrestling chat on this week's podcast. Oh. I know. Was it the live podcast? Um, uh, no. Okay. Maybe it was when you were doing training. Right, right, right. Win. The wrestling chat reminded me of perhaps the most Bud Pod wrestler of them all, Ass Man Billy Gunn. Of course. Is that a guy? I'm an ass man. Really? But, but, yeah, I'm an ass man. That was his walking music. Yeah. Ass Man Billy Gunn. And he's still wrestling. He's an old ass man now, and his son is also a wrestler, and they are rivals. So he fights his His son is his the son. tits man. And, and... I said, tits are better. And Assman, um, his thing now is um, he does these scissor, um, a scissor gesture with his finger, and the catchphrase is "Scissor me, daddy." Oh! And then the pers- other person has to do like a scissor, put their scissor fingers into his scissor fingers, so that people have like signs that say "Scissor me, daddy," when Billy Gunn's around. It's a very confusing series of memes. This guy. Yeah. He's an ass man, but his son is his rival. But also, they're scissoring. Well, I mean, this is because his career has spanned. Like three decades at this point. So it's like a tree with loads of knobbly bits coming out. Lots of rings on this tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So he's, uh, well, Dev describes him as a staple of the 90s WWE attitude era. Yep. That Whatever era. that means. Well, that, that's sort of the great era of uh, Stone Cold, The Rock, Kane. It's when WWF became huge, right. was the attitude era. Billy, well, here we go. Yeah. Billy now wrestles alongside his sons, Austin and Colton. Mm. who are known as the ass boys <laughs> you should be bullied for that <laughs> i hear your dad is a real ass man they're getting away with it because they're really muscly i bet with billy being daddy ass that's right this is incredibly homoerotic daddy ass scissor me daddy yeah this is very homoerotic oh huh? yeah yeah i mean wrestling is homoerotic it's but very it's not, camp it's not normally quite homoerotic. so on on the ass as it were right yeah i mean yeah he really lent into the ass stuff. Imagine yeah. your whole career is ass, ass based. I don't I mean, have that, to imagine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, my whole broadcasting career. <laughs> the Ass Boys, along with another tag team, the Acclaimed. Oh yeah, it's like an indie folk group. A spooky name, actually. The Acclaimed. The Acclaimed. Now have a T-shirt link below, which reads "Scissor Me, Daddy that's, Ass." That's right. That's right. Um. Is there any chance of Phil wrestling under a similar non-copyright infringing gimmick at the wrestling, or perhaps using Rikeshi's stink face as a signature <laughs> move? Koji Dev. There's a lot of bum stuff actually now. I'm thinking of it. There's a lot of bum stuff. Thank you for that email. Um, I, I yes, well, I did the wrestling last week, and um, and I am now champion. I um, I play. I I wrestled as Kill Wang. Nice. That's good. Mm. Because I was wearing my uh, Bruce Lee outfit, which people often mis um, misidentify as the Kill Bill outfit, because that but that was actually a reference to Bruce Lee's original Game of Death outfit. Yes, but Kill Wang rhymes with Phil Wang, and it is a nod to Kill Bill. Yeah, double nod. Double nod. Doink doink. Doink doink. All right, all right. <laughs> double nod. Um, people must remember that almost everything Quentin Tarantino does is a reference. Yes, he's like Family Guy, but for action films. He's Mr. Homage. He's Hom Hom. Hom Hom? He's he's L'Homme de Lomage. L'Homme de Lomage. (laughs) (laughs) 
Lydia gets in touch. Oh, uh, Lydia. Was that a catchphrase of this? Why Lydia? Lydia? That's it. Was Lydia was some. Was it a town, a city? Town. Why Lydia? You look lovely today. Lydia. Hi, Phil and Pierre. Just listened to your pod episode talking about the Elgin Marbles and how a plaster version wouldn't be as good. It struck me that a lot of the dinosaurs in the Natural History Museum are replicas, and I thought you might be interested to know that Dippy the Diplodocus has uh, recently come back to the Natural yeah. History Museum after a global tour. Oh, the, the the Dippy is actually a plaster of Paris replica of a Diplodocus skeleton. The oh. original skeleton is at the Carnegie Museum of Natural History in Pittsburgh, USA. No way. Despite I'd... this, thousands and thousands of people have been to visit Dippy since its return. Why are people visiting a replica? Well, because they don't know it's a replica, presumably. And it's, I mean, it's an exact casting, so the whole mm. thing is to go, wow, this is how big yeah. this beast was. And I guess, you know, at worst, it's a, it's quite the statue. It's a sculpture. At worst, it's quite the statue. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I think it's because it's something that's to do with size of, of a real thing. You can still sort of go, yeah, this is enough. Dippy. <laughs> Pointing at Dippy and saying, this is enough. What do they call him in Pittsburgh? Do they have a name for him in Pittsburgh for the actual skeleton? Dipper. Uh, uh, they, they don't really call people like Dippy, do they? No, well... I don't know, yeah. How do the American nicknames work? Depo. They call him Depo. No, that's more English. Depo? Like Northern, right there, like Depo. Hmm. Devo. Dipper? The Big Dipper. The English. Big Dipper. That's more Australian Dipper. Oh, uh, yeah. Like Ripper. Yeah. Hmm. How do you get Chuck out of Charles? How do you get Jack out of John? <laughs> Talk about homoerotic. <laughs> How do you get Dick out of Richard? Ask him nicely. Ha, ha, ha. Nice. Fart, fart, fart. Fart, fart, fart. Siobhan gets in touch. <laughs> Siobhan. Um, you don't know you're born. Yeah. Well, Siobhan, as I once said. Did you actually? In a maths lesson. Siobhan. To great hilarity. At, um, at an award ceremony recently, uh, um, what's other Channel 4, the Comedy Awards. Oh, yes. The ladies from um, Smack the Pony came on Ooh. and to give an award. And one of the... Nominees was called Sersha, spelt, spelt as they said out loud, Sayorse. They said Sayorse. They said Sayorse. Oh, it's like you've you're old enough. How long have you been living in the British Isles? How, even if you don't know it's an Irish name, you know it's not an English name. <laughs> so what do you think's happening here? <laughs> I just don't know how you haven't living that long in this country. You've don't you've not encountered. Or if you're going to hand out an award, you don't just go. Well, I'll check this. <laughs> oh, apparently the, one of the nominees is called ZW43ZW. I'll, I'll quickly ask. I'll just improvise on the night. I'll figure it out on the night. Jogo Bubba Bubba. Yeah. The wickedly talented. <laughs> what does he call her again? Shavava Bamba. Malimba Bamba. Like it really is just. The wickedly talented. Wickedly talented. <laughs> Not even trying. <laughs> Terrible. So Sayobhan says, Yeah. Dear Pierre No Noir and Tempranfilo. Ah. Tempranfilo. Tempranillo. Yeah. The grape and Pinot Noir, Pierre the grape. No Noir. Very nice. Very whiny. 
You may remember me from correspondence such as Powdered by Bitch Dust Tat. Oh, yes. horrible. Horrible. From your Comic Relief crossover episode, of course, with the girls. Oh, yes, with Stevie and Tessa. From Don't Panic. From Nobody Panic. Nobody Panic. Don't Panic. Nobody Panic is the name. Don't Panic is their advice. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to test my newfound... Uh, I'm now a patron, so I would like to test my newfound powers of priority correspondence. Ooh, um, take it for a spin. Yeah. Um, I've listened back through all the previous bonus episodes. Doctors do not recommend. <laughs> and I would like to thank you for the horrified looks when telling people I'm just at the gym to, quote, discard my Christmas flesh. <laughs> don't remember <laughs> to Discard my Christmas flesh. And joyfully shouting, punishment time! <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Remember, punishment time! <laughs> Discard my Christmas flesh. <laughs> um, very sad I can't make it down for Bud Pod Live, but I do have tickets to see Phil in Leeds in April and Pierre oh. in Leeds in November. As you can probably guess, my closest city is Bradford. However, I've been to the midweek comedy gigs in Bradford, and doctors also do not recommend <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, I can imagine that they are. Gosh, gosh midweek. Woof. I wanted to pass on a short scatological tale from a few years ago. Myself and my partner were with a group of friends in the congregation at a wedding. One of our group, Tom, had brought along his very tiny baby. <laughs> Only a few weeks old. All was going well until during the signing of the register, an increasingly powerful odor wafted along the pew. Hmm. Pew! P-U. Yeah. The baby had prepared for us. <laughs> prepared. <laughs> A very full nappy with accompanying biological weapons grade smell. To further enhance the experience, the baby had not uh, uh, managed had managed to not only fill its own garments with milky effluent, but had also managed to shit all over Tom's freshly dry cleaned suit trousers. Yeah. Devastating. Mm -hmm. Tom and Baby made a hasty exit along with my husband and his friend who had been laughing and retching so much. Ooh. But <laughs> Are, are babies' poops at that age gross still? They, are they still not kind of like... A few weeks old, still pretty gross. Because mm. they only eat... They don't, they don't even eat. They only eat milk. You're right, but but then that's nice, isn't it? It's better than poop from like Let, meat well, and grains. I'll invite you to do an experiment. Happily. Only drink cream. <laughs> <laughs> not even water. They don't have, even really have water. Well, that's true, that's true. They do a bit, but when they're really young, like they, you know... It's tit only. <laughs> only drink cream for two weeks and see what your ass does. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what the ass does here. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be nice. Let's see what the ass does with this. Um, they've been laughing and retching so much that they were causing more of a disturbance than the baby. And Tom spent the rest of the wedding in a shirt and tracksuit bottoms. Oh, no. And oh, no. Although they, they were black tracky bees. With a jacket over. Could get away with it at a glance. Okay. It wouldn't be too bad. Oh, I mean, looks-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. you could get away with it at a glance. I'm looking forward to all the times we can tell his daughter about when she shat her dad's pants at a wedding. <laughs> Koji Siobhan. Thank you, Siobhan. Thanks, Siobhan. Um, and thank you, you guys, story. for listening. Don't forget, yes. Budpod Live. Budpod Live, 14th March, Leicester Square Theatre. A couple March. of tickets left. Almost sold Wonderful. out, but I uh, would love to see you there. We're it's almost a fun vibe. Full. If, it, if it was full, I couldn't believe it. You couldn't believe it? That would be crazy. If it sold full. out Leicester Square Theatre for Budpod Live. Wouldn't that be something? But it, it it can happen. It can happen. And you can make it happen. Yeah. Um, we'll see you there. Otherwise, we'll see you here next time. Bye. Bye.